Today, we're going to take a look at an MJ Business Daily article about Washington State's cannabis traceability system, uh, beginning with a bumpy rollout for the uh, government uh, version. The, the private version's already screwed up, and that Petri dish experiment will be talked about here uh, as we get into it with uh, uh, biotech, uh, yeah, and then uh, MJ Freeway, and a whole bunch of other uh, stuff that didn't work. We're going to talk about that with the guests all coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. To help us talk about all of this Petri Dish experiment is Jerry Tindall. He is the founder and CEO of Sorrel Software. Jerry, thanks for being with us at The Talking Hedge. Hey, Josh. Thanks for the invite, man. Happy to chat. Appreciate it, man. So, um just diving into some of the concerns with this article, right? So we've had Biotrack and MJ Freeway and several different platforms, but right now the issue is that this is a government-run platform and it still didn't work. So some of the issues, and tell me if if the article is wrong, is that it's riddled with bugs, glitches, costing companies thousands of dollars in lost time, extra employee hours to comply. And then when the industry is gearing up for Christmas, uh, it still doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty accurate summary of what's happening right happening right now. You know, this uh, system CCRS. Uh, um, for for reference for everyone else, I'm I'm an integrator with Washington State, which means that my software Soro Software uh, integrates with the state system. It, it pushes and retrieves data from the state system, right, from Leaf basically. And so now that Leaf is gone, or that we're switching to this new system CCRS. Uh, every time you do one of these implementations or these integrations with a different system, there's always bugs that come from both sides, both from kind of code on your side that you maybe needed to fix and refactor, but also these systems when they roll out, anyone who's ever been part of a technology rollout knows that there's often bugs and things that just happen as part of the rollout. And the problem here is that uh, this this timeline was pushed so forcefully that even though the integrators, people like me and and other people who've done a lot of work uh, to try and get this right, the state system just isn't ready to go. They're still deploying bug fixes as of, you know, yesterday, today, things like that, that are not like, kind of like, oh, it's this little bug in this little part of the application or, you know, this thing that doesn't really matter too much. This is like bugs in the core of the software as in like the main job that the software is supposed to do doesn't work so pretty frustrating how how is that possible uh let's start with this particular case and then maybe take a step back and then ask the question why have we not had data in washington state for like over half a decade why is it that everyone is failing at this let's start with uh this most recent um you know the the regulator read the LCB kind of led software that that failed. Um, yeah, starting with that, it, w- it was basically just pushed out too quick without kind of doing enough due diligence and maybe not caring about the end result. I mean, it seems like an oxymoron. How is that even possible? Um, well, well, first off, I I I want to be careful not to ascribe malice where we don't know that it's due. So. Um, whether the mistakes and the things that have happened with this rollout have been on purpose or whether that they were known or whatever, I, I don't know. I can't talk to that. Um, 
I think from a general standpoint, these applications, this thing that the state is building, these aren't necessarily easy systems to build, right? There, there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of data that has to kind of get moved around and get checked for accuracy and get reconciled. And like these just, they aren't easy projects. There's no one who has done one of these that would tell you that it is. And, and so when the state announced that they were going to be building it themselves, many of us software integrators who are, you know, professional software developers, um, we were very concerned to hear this because we didn't really believe that the state would have the expertise to be able to pull this off in the time frame that that they had allotted. And you know that's kind of where we are now. That doesn't mean that in the future it might not work, um, or you know how many more bugs they have to fix is sort of we'll find out. Um, but in general, and this would be true of the bio tracks, of the leafs, of any of these systems that we can talk about, um, these aren't easy problems to solve. And more so than that, um, many of these problems that we're trying to solve have actually never been solved before in the world of software, right? Like there's no industry that has had to do nominally traceability across the entire industry in the way that we have to in cannabis. You, you certainly can do traceability, you know, all the big companies, that's why the Oracles and the SAPs and, you know, some of these big software vendors exist is to do things kind of like what traceability does, mm -hmm. but those only happen to an individual company, right? It's an individual company that says, I want a better understanding of my supply chain. The state systems, there's never, as far as I know, never been an industry where you're expected to have thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are expected to be able to maintain it, maintain data in these sorts of systems and have it be, you know, like have it really, really work. It's not that it's an unsolvable problem, but it's a very difficult one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I think headset initially was going to try and rely on that data. And then when it wasn't, they weren't able to, they just pivoted and went straight to the retailers to make sure that the data they got was usable. And so, you know, this article kind of goes in to say that some of the retailers are, are taking like a $20,000 hit, trying to debug it and figure it out and spending extra time and, and everything else. Um, so there's, there's, there's large impacts to the industry as a whole. Again, we don't have data and a lot of these companies are supposed to rely on data. We're kind of in, in a, a fairly tech rich world here in Seattle and utilizing yep. that is, is a part of a lot of our jobs, yours included. I can only imagine uh, the learning experience you went through having to basically um, try to work through this. And then, I mean, there's only so much you can do until you <laughs> yeah. hold your car. Yeah. Um, let's see. This this will be the first time that I will have announced this publicly. Um, but, you know, as you allude to this, this has been a very difficult thing for many companies. And this uh, particular one is going to cause some companies to shut down the ones in the past, the transitions off of the bio tracks and onto the leaves. And every time these things happen, this this creates major hurdles for the industry. Uh, and so Unfortunately, this time, uh, it's actually affected my business quite significantly as well. And so my business relies on these APIs to gather data from and be able to basically what my software does is we grab this data and we turn it into really high fidelity, good sales data so that sales teams can make good decisions based upon their data. Um, but because the state with this new system and they're turning off the data feed, uh, unfortunately, my own personal business model has sort of been destroyed by this as well. And so 
Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do as a company. We may hang up the cards or, or hang up the gloves, or we may, you know, do something else around it. But uh, yeah, there's very real impacts that come from these systems changing uh, out as they've been doing for the past few years. And um, I think sometimes regulators miss the impacts that these things have on on these businesses. You know, we we have many hurdles that we have to go through just to stay in business, to, to just have cannabis products on shelves and having these sorts of things continue to get shoved in our face every three to six months. Uh, it's very expensive. Businesses, including mine, may fail because of this. So it's difficult. Is it, is it feasible though? Is it something that can be done? Because BioTrack THC got into, they went publicly traded and then they got... Uh, I think they're into crypto now. They were doing something really weird. I don't even remember what it was. Something like they they were into like apartment real estate. Not not exactly. There was something weird. Now I think they're mm-hmm. into like crypto. I mean, just like bizarre stuff. Um, who knows what MJ Freeway will do to, to pivot, you know? Um, but are, will someone figure this out? And, and, and what is the key mm-hmm. to unlocking that? Is it money? Is it having competency? Is it like mm. time? Uh, w- like if you had all of the resources, what would be the thing that would make it work? Um, I think probably we know that there's good software developers out there. That's a solved problem. We know that, you know, companies that have money can hire these software developers to do it. I, I think the biggest challenge is that the regulatory landscape about what's being expected out of these traceability systems is kind of continually changing. And it's very difficult to be able to basically code towards a moving target, more or less. Um, So the company that will be able to do it will be probably someone who might be a new player that comes along that doesn't have a technical bunch of technical debt from (laughs) all of these past rollouts. but it will certainly be someone that that has some money to hire the right people, but also that has a real understanding about the way that the cannabis industry works and not trying to go, oh, cannabis is just another agricultural thing. And like, we'll just do it like all other agriculture. And, and in some aspects, that's true, but not in terms of regulation, because that's just not how the laws work. And it's not how like the the industry kind of conducts business. It's just, it's not like that, which is why we haven't seen systems from other industries really be adopted widespread in cannabis is because they just, they kind of don't work. So it's going to be probably a new provider that really understands kind of cannabis as of this weird mix of like agriculture, but it's kind of sold like a liquor product and regulated like a pharmaceutical product, right? Like there's sort of different tendrils of this that all need to be addressed to make it work. So the company that gets it will be a well-funded company that has software developers that um, really understands kind of what's going on in the industry and doesn't assume that because they've been in another industry that might they may think is similar, that they know what they're doing because they don't. And that's been proven time and time again in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well-funded. We'll highlight that part of, of your suggestion is be very well-funded. Um, well, yeah, I appreciate your candor in, in opening up. I, I mentioned offline that uh, practice doesn't make perfect, uh, failure does. Not to say yeah. you failed, but the system failed and has been failing uh, Washingtonians every year for you know six, seven years consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, I think you have a, a lot to offer. If people want to get a hold of you and pick your brain for whatever reason, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can certainly get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Jerry Tyndall, J E R R Y. Last name is T I N D A L L. Uh, also, Jerry at Soro.biz. Uh, that's my my personal kind of Soro email. I don't really do a whole lot of social media other than LinkedIn. Um, so those would be ways to get a hold of me. Also, anyone can get a hold of you and you know how to get a hold of me. So yeah, and we'll have Jerry's LinkedIn uh, contact in the show notes in the description as well. So I think with that, we're gonna have to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Jerry Tendall. He is the founder and CEO of Soro Software. Jerry, thanks again for being on the Talking Hedge. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Very much appreciate it. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm Josh Kincaid, and this is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.